0: Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another episode of Shelf Aware, the podcast where we read books outside of our comfort zones. I'm Em.
1: And I'm Anna. This week on Shelf Aware, we are finally wrapping up our unit, um, our spooky unit this year, which was on horror books uh, with, a, with a demonic possession as, as the the scary thing that's happening to uh, mostly children, it seems. Mm. Um, <laughs> so we read this week, Piñata by Leopoldo Gu. Um, I did double check, uh, cause the audiobook narrator did pronounce his last name as Gout, Gout and yeah. I had a terrifying moment where I was like, I have pronounced this man's name wrong on the podcast twice now. Uh, but I did look up, uh, there's like an interview with him, uh, okay. and the person interviewing him says Leopoldo Gout and did I pronounce that correctly? And he says perfect. So. So either his Fingers, uh, either he's a liar, Goo, no, or kidding. he is very polite. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> gracious about his name pronunciation. Um, but yeah, no, it, uh, yeah. So that is what we read. Um, and M, what did you think of this uh, last last book in your unit? Um, I liked it
0: overall. Good. I think. Uh-huh. Um, I think it fit the brief pretty well. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We still, as you kind of referred to the the demonic possessee is unfortunately still a child and specifically a girl child which you know i'm i'm mm-hmm. sick of it but um you know you can't have everything um i liked that it was a different uh, uh you know cultural type of demon and yeah. i'm using the term demon here and even the book itself points out that it's not really a demon um and that in general demons are things that the dominant culture don't worship, right? Like mm-hmm. that um, th- it's easy to call things demons when it's stuff that is outside of your culture and that uh, would would not fit into your cosmology, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked all of that. Um, I liked some of the characters a lot. Um, I did find some of it a little uh, same-samey to The Exorcist, but I think that was pretty intentional because they They reference reference it in the the text multiple times yeah so i'm like i I feel like this is you know kind of the point um Mm -hmm. and i i liked the ending overall i think
1: yeah i i do think there were some for me anyway some pacing issues with this Mm -hmm, one mm -hmm. uh for it being like just a smidge over 300 pages long like 45 percent of this book is all set up um and I the book does a lot I I did like the things the book was talking about so like our main character Carmen uh is um is Mexican but she has lived in the U.S. for a long time and when she goes back to Mexico um for work she talks a lot about how uh you know it just it doesn't feel the same and she feels a little bit out of place and people view her as someone who is not who is no longer like You know, she's not a local. She's not Mexican. She is more Americanized, and how that affects her, and wanting to introduce her children to her culture, and et cetera, et cetera. I really liked all of that, but like, as for like wanting this to be a book about scary stuff, it felt Mm. like it took a very long time to get to that point. Um, so it was very slow burn, but like I said, it wasn't unentertaining. It was just, you know,
0: I also feel like part of the reason that I liked this book. Um, is because it kind of isn't a demonic possession book in the sense of like what we've talked about before in terms of not just because it's not a demon right Um, yeah but also because i think that the thing that i said that i don't like about demonic possession books is kind of the idea of a thing that is just evil for evil's sake and um this book is very much not that right um The thing that is possessing in this book is, um, you know, has reasons for doing it and whether they're valid or not, you know. I lean toward they are but um you know like it's not it's not um just fucking around in order to turn souls from the one true god or just because it likes being mean or whatever which I think is kind of the thing that is supposed to be scary about demon possession books is this idea of like this thing that is just evil and you can't really stop it or or reason Mm -hmm. with it right so in that way it like wasn't really that but I don't like that about demonic possession books because I think that's silly. So yeah,
1: yeah, it was very easy to empathize with these spirits in this book of like, Mm -hmm. yeah, they want revenge on colonizers. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, I get it for sure, (laughs) for
0: sure, man, absolutely.
1: (laughs) But like, there's also this message in the book of like, some of the some of the ancestors and spirits are like, okay, but you know, like we're dead and our lives are over. We have to make way for the living now. You can't come back and try and just kill a bunch of people from the afterlife you got I mean, it you got to let it go so turns you know out you can turns out you can should you mm, i don't know <laughs> i was on board you know i, I was mean sorry for the little girl but yeah, i was kind was of rough. on board with this
0: <laughs> if we could have found a different you know vessel then
1: yeah then absolutely I would think
0: that would have been an adult you know, who, apocalypse totally fine i'm down
1: yeah yeah an adult who could consent to this happening to their body yeah for sure yeah <laughs> Um, okay. So would you recommend this? I think so. Um, I mean, I would definitely, there's a bunch of content warnings here. There's, this is like, uh, a lot of body horror, uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of racism in the book. Um, you know, there's, um, a lot of a lot of death as comes with a lot of horror books, you know. Uh, so yeah, go into this yeah. carefully if you're someone who is sensitive to racial issues or just you know doesn't want to doesn't want to read that in their like you know hob- reading is your hobby is your escapism and you don't want to deal with that. Uh, that I totally get it. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I I thought this was a very good uh, horror novel and and uh, learned a lot about a uh, yeah. indigenous culture I didn't know a lot about before. So. How about you?
0: Yeah, I think I'd recommend it. I think um, people like me who are mythology nerds, uh, I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of um, mythology from Mesoamerica, I guess, would be the way to kind of describe the region, right? Mm. Um, I feel like it does not have as much. Uh, attention I guess in retellings and things yeah Um, I feel like it's hard you know I think there's uh, one from the Rick Reardon imprint that goes over it Uh, yeah there's that like
1: that Rebecca Roanhorse book I think but I don't I haven't read it yeah I feel
0: like I unfortunately uh, don't have as much knowledge of uh, this area of mythology and I've Mm. often felt like it is like confusing basically but i think a lot of that is just because i'm coming at it as someone who is educated in you know like the western system with like greek mythology and roman mythology being like the things that we all point to as the biggest example of mythology right Mm -hmm. and i feel like it maybe wouldn't actually be that confusing if i wasn't kind of used to that lens so i appreciated getting a little bit of it i don't think, think as much as like i certainly don't think i'm an expert on it or anything like that. oh now, gosh but, no you but you know like it, was, it was really cool to, to um work in that space for a little while yeah and um this is I why think, we
1: read diversely on purpose yeah.
0: and i think also uh i would say in terms of recommending it for horror fans um, I did think it was, like, pretty spooky in some places. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't think it's, like, uh, super um, hardcore horror or anything like that. So, if you're, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be too grossed out, like, I think this it's... This is, like, very
1: mainstream, like, very yeah, intro there's, like, level.
0: Yeah, there's, like, body horror. There's, you know, stuff like that. But um, it's not too intense, I don't think.
1: yeah. I, also, I did find the uh, the parts that were more body horror were very like, uh, I don't know visceral in a way that mm-hmm. uh, like even when we read the ruins uh, that did not get as in depth, um, mm-hmm. I didn't think. so I, I don't know I thought that I, I liked that about this one um, that it felt just I, I hate to say the word vibrant about someone getting the flesh peeled from their face, yeah. but um, you know, yeah, definitely are vibrant <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is right? yeah
0: yeah um yeah i definitely feel like there are some very memorable um like imagery in this book um, yes i'm thinking about the the uh kid who dies in the fire and like the way
1: that oh my he gosh is described.
0: yeah it's, it's,
1: yeah yeah there's um, some type of yeah. stuff that happens for sure
0: yeah but um. it's not like i wouldn't put this on like a list of like it's not like splatter really punk fucked or anything. Up horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. not
1: extreme horror in the yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh just not really a genre I feel like I need to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> kinda like, you know, like a lot of dark romance, you know? You just Yeah,
0: yeah. I will say kind of get us into recommended reading, I have dabbled a little bit.
1: You've dabbled in splatterpunk?
0: Uh I think it was technically splatterpunk and I'm not recommending it cuz it was gross and I hated it. Okay, fair. Um so yeah, I did I did try one that was like in the extreme horror camp and I to my, you know, maybe I'll try some cuz you know, I've I've been expanding my horror horizons. We all know yeah. this. Um and i was like okay like this one's on kindle unlimited and it's extreme horror let's do it and it was just it was god-awful and Mm. i am upset that i read it and it was really gross
1: um so
0: it was definitely in the camp of like uh gratuitous sexual violence i felt like gross yeah so i was not a fan But then I did read a different horror book that I did, uh, like and can recommend, which was, um, Mother Thing by, let me look it up. Oh, I've heard of that one. By Ainsley Hogarth. Uh, yeah. So it is about a couple, um, that the, they have been living with, like, it's primarily, it's the woman's point of view. They've been living with her mother-in-law who passes away, um, after uh god what is it it's not committing what do we say for suicide dying death by suicide? suicide yeah death by su- okay yeah um after uh death by suicide and um she has a complete and total breakdown in a very fucked up way um really engages with the whole uh horror idea of the mother right because you know we all know that the mother is a is a moms, horror monster not even once not even once moms Gosh. Mm-hmm. um but yeah it really like delves into that so i would say uh skip a little bit ahead if it's some like uh i'll try to do the the trigger warnings really quick just skip a little bit ahead in case you, you don't care about that and don't want any spoilers but um there is uh, mentioned self-harm suicide uh cannibalism forced cannibalism oh my um, uh sexual v- not quite violence i would say but reference to uh, potential sexual violence mm-hmm. um and then like basically every sort of like mother issue that you could you know oh, wow. have so it was that a, sounds a, rough but <laughs> it was an intense read um but I liked it, and it really creeped me out, which is like the goal. So there you go; it's um, doing its horror job. Yeah, there you go. Uh,
1: so that's that's my recommendation for this week. How mm-hmm. about you? Well, I started a book. I haven't I haven't finished it yet. I've started, but I'm really enjoying it, and hopefully, I continue to enjoy it. It doesn't have anything to do with anything spooky, mm-hmm. um, but it is called Station Eternity by Murrah Lafferty, which is a science fiction murder mystery novel oh. about. A woman who believes that her presence kind of invokes murders to happen to the huh. point where, like, she has uh, gone to live on an alien space station. It's only her and three other a- humans and a bunch of other aliens in order to avoid uh, more humans dying. Uh, <laughs> every time she becomes close to someone, someone close to that person dies. Uh, so she's like, "All right, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to. I don't want to be around people anymore." So she goes to this alien space station. Uh, and then she gets a notice that uh, oh by the way, they're gonna allow humans on board now. Um, and so she has to do something about that. I am really enjoying it I so far to me um, if you like me were very disappointed in a long way to a small angry planet uh, I Ooh, think <laughs> I think this is a good book because uh, there is, There is that like variety of like, look at all the strange alien species, you know, like this one, this one is a collective of wasp like creatures that are big and like speak in collective noun and like, uh, and then these, these people are rocks and they speak in vibrations, you know, like there's a lot of interesting Mm. alien species. Uh, and um you know, th- kind of taking the ideas of, of like what is it to like what is humanity and exploring that, but then also there being like a plot so um you know if 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 or if you if you liked that also I mean good for you um check out this one too you might like it it has those cozy vibes to it um but yeah, I'm about like i'm like i don't know five chapters into it maybe um mm-hmm. but it's good it's good. That's now it. That's said,
0: it. Now you said that it uh, wasn't necessarily a horror thing, but technically, if you're only five chapters, then you don't know there might be four. That is true. In yours too.
1: That is true. I, I will say, if, if it does, it there's definitely like a funny, <laughs> tongue in cheek, uh, like satire aspect to it of like where the where it's like you know those the serial cozy mystery series where you know, this woman always stumbles across a murder and then solves it. <laughs> She's like, why do murders keep happening to me? So even if it is horror, I feel like it will be like. Uh, the cabin in the woods to type. Uh, not so. It's take much. a big tonal
0: shift at the. Midpoint. I'm gonna be so sad <laughs> if it does. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, All right. let's talk about pinata. Let's talk about pinata. Um, so this book, uh, right out the gate, starts with a a prologue of uh, basically a bunch of Catholic Spanish people. Spanish Catholic, I think, is normally how those nouns are put together. A you bunch know, of Spanish Catholic people. Vibes. Yeah, whatever. You know. You know, I would say that
0: in this instance, the Catholic part is more important than the Spanish part. So, this is know, true. This is true. I let's... think you're right, actually.
1: Yeah, a bunch of Catholics.
0: <laughs> a bunch of fucking
1: Catholics. A bunch of fucking Catholics come on over to Mexico and are just killing people because of just because of rude religion. About it. Yeah. They're doing a colonizing, uh, going after some kids, uh, very sad child death right off the bat. Uh, So, again, (laughs) check those content warnings, folks. Um, But basically just setting the scene for why a spirit would be angry and want vengeance upon an entire uh, group of people or like, you know, the colonizer mindset. It's bad. Do you get it? It's bad.
0: Um, Colonizing, not even once.
1: Not even once, you know gosh and god forbid any of them were a a mom that's why
0: women weren't allowed aboard ships in the olden days (laughs) one mom aboard could sink the whole venture
1: (laughs) (laughs) um but we are we are shown in this prologue uh the idea of the pinata which um uh, I'm sorry, we both listened to the audio book of this, so we don't really have the text to refer back to. So forgive us if we're a little bit hazy on some of the details. We're, we are, we've are. we looked up as much as, you know, we've done some behind-the-scenes things to make sure we've got some details. Did Googling. Yes. But basically the pinata as a vessel, not of, uh, which is kind of like the the colonized version of it as like a, a birthday tradition where you smash it open and goodies fall out and everyone's excited, but more as like... Um, is it like was it like
0: a no it's like a sacrificial thing basically yes. so like we've got two versions of the piñata and i think there's a different n- nahua word for uh piñata but i didn't couldn't find it when i did a brief google um but i think it's used in this book um but essentially uh there is the piñata which was from asterisk spain in which it was used as a celebratory and also religious thing i think Mm -hmm. even before the conquistadors brought it over to mexico to make it an even more religious thing um but they basically yeah like you said uh put treats in it and then hit it blindfolded and treats would come out yay we love it um that is and i think this is mentioned in the book but i did do uh did check this also believed to actually come from china with the silk road um, mm-hmm. And that that was originally a, a Chinese thing that uh, Spanish stole. I mean, you know, they did not not as there was a cultural appreciation, I think, in that one. Yeah. When the Spanish conquistadors came over to Mesoamerica, um, there was a tradition of breaking um, clay pots mm-hmm. that were full of like sacrificial offerings to Huitzilopochtli so that is so when they came over to do the colonizing they uh started using the pinatas more in order to be like, hey, look at our fun pinatas, mm-hmm. not, like not your, your sucky pinatas. sacrifice pinatas. Mm-hmm. Come to our church and do fun pinata things. And that's usually like kind of because I I was like, how much of this is historically accurate? Not that I was like, oh, I think this is fake or something, but like I was like just wondering how much was um like
1: how prevalent it was, how prevalent yeah. it
0: was, you know that sort of thing, um. And most of the sources that I found, which were not, like, super scholarly sources, more like journals, like, "Uh, did you know this about pinatas, Um, didn't really have any references to, like, a sort of thing we saw here where it was very violent, the way in which the children were forced to... uh, uh, be involved with the pinatas and it's kind of always phrased as more like they just they were putting out their pinatas to be like come on come do come do catholic stuff it's more fun but i'm like i'm i'm i think we can make some
1: assumptions that First of all, Catholic stuff is never more fun. Catholic, it stuff doesn't is matter never fun. what you're talking never. about. No. It's ne- Catholic is never the more fun option. Never we can say never, that never, we're never. both Catholic, kind we're of both, uh,
0: born Catholic, yeah, born Catholic, <laughs> baptized Catholic, baptized Catholic. Mm-hmm. Technically on the church roster, I think. Yeah, still, I'm getting into
1: heaven because we, you, you know right, I was haven't baptized. Haven't it's all right. Officially
0: been excommunicated yet? Yeah. But you know, all my yet. baby
1: sins were forgiven. <laughs>
0: yes, so we're good. I guess we get a free pass. We get a
1: free pass on this
0: um but yes so so i couldn't find a reference to a specific event like this but again most of the things i was reading were kind of like fluff pieces about like isn't this cool about pinatas so they probably didn't want to go into like the horrors of colonialism too much yeah and And i know if you're an author of listicles
1: probably best to avoid that unless your listicle is Ten top ten horrors of colonialism, which in which case I'd be like, why is this on there? I mean, I get it, ten but like times colonialism really made us go, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> You'll never look at birthday parties the same again. <laughs>
0: um, and then I think also uh, the the general vibe with piñatas was originally more associated with Christmas in mm. Mesoamerica because. They were trying to like co-op that holiday mm. that was uh, for uh, uh, uh which Typical. I th- think is generally like wintertime, but I- I'm not 100% sure. But I think that mm. was kind of the the thing there where they're like, yeah, let's not do this celebration for this guy with pinatas. Let's do this celebration for this Jesus guy with pinatas.
1: Mm. <sighs> sad day pinata talk pinata talk thank you for coming to our pinata talk um <laughs> anyway so so this is the prologue and then we see kind of like the head catholic guy getting getting his, the shit beat out of him by these angry spirits uh and he loved to see it he, yeah how horrible death for him uh and that kind of sets up the whole tone for like this is this is what we're angry about and this is what we're gonna do about it uh so keep that on the back burner for another like of the book (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, so now we now we got to talk about architecture now we got to talk about architecture so all of that happened in like an abbey Fast forward to apparently 2027. Um, yeah, I know, right? I was like, oh, I, okay. Did, I was like, this book takes place in the future and they don't mention that till the end. Like, it doesn't super I mean, matter. Like doesn't but matter. like. They,
0: like, <laughs> I feel like, because uh, spoiler, I guess, not really. But like, at some point they realize there's like a 52 year cycle that uh, the Aztecs yeah. use or <laughs> Nawa Nahu- 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 use for their like calendar or whatnot. Um, and so it, when is the next 52 year? And I guess, you know, he didn't want to be it's now actually, 2023. it's yeah. now it's 2027 yes yeah, so, like yeah. it was like oh okay
1: <laughs> yeah it was it was a surprise um but it made sense it made sense for it to be <laughs> um so <laughs> we are in 2027 and carmen has gotten a job she works for an architecture firm and she has been given the task of going to mexico to refurbish this she designed the refurbishment of this abbey into a like tourist hotel resort situation. Uh, and basically she's like, I know I was picked to do this because I am Mexican. And so they're sending me to Mexico because they feel like I will, you know, that, that's better optics. Right. Uh, if they send me, um, but so she's kind of like stressed out about this job and she is not getting a lot of respect from the people who are doing the actual groundwork and the foreman specifically, they all are like, first of all, she's a woman how can she tell us men what to do? And secondly, she's, you know, she's American now. You know, she she may have been born here, but she's American now because she's lived there. And, and she's been there for most of her life, I think, at this point. Mm-hmm. Um. So what is she doing coming in and telling us what to do? So there is a lot of tension in the workplace. There's also a little bit of tension in her home life because uh she has had to bring her two daughters with her to, uh, to Mexico for the duration of this trip. It's like a whole summer, basically a summer break. Uh she has an 11-year-old daughter named Luna and a 16 17-year-old daughter named Izelle. Um she's brought them kind of out of necessity because uh the the girl's father left um uh, left them when he when they were younger. He just like didn't want to do the whole dad thing, I guess. And uh her mom lives with them. Uh, in the US, but she's getting on in age and Carmen was like, I can't have my mom watch these two girls an entire summer while I'm out of the country. So just come with me and we'll make this a cultural experience. I'll introduce you to um, my home country. Luna, I she's- think also
0: that's oh. like, you know, uh, totally reasonable to just have done that anyway, even if she didn't yeah. have the grandma and dad issues, you know, be like, yeah, oh, like me
1: it, learn about my family or my history, right? Yeah. Like
0: you guys are Mexican, like you should maybe go to Mexico if you have the opportunity that, you know, seems reasonable to me, but, uh, absolutely. Yiselle is, is not a fan.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ezel is not a fan. Um, she is the older daughter and very much like going through that teenager phase of, you know, this is, this is what I see, uh, my life being, and I don't really have any interest in adults and, and their feelings of like respecting cultures and whatever. I just, I'm mad because all my friends went to theater camp And there is this like distance between us now because they all did had their shared experience. And I'm off here in Mexico in a different country losing all of that friendship time with them. And she's worried. She's very worried about her friendship statuses. Um, And she's also been like talking to a boy. She's got a boyfriend that she's talking to. And so she's very much like, I just want to be on my phone. I don't know any of these people. I don't know a lot of Spanish. So I'm like, I'm not going to be speaking a lot to anybody. Um, and, you know, just being that typical teenager, this is all beneath me. Uh, now, Luke-
0: this is my one complaint, I think. Well, you know, I'm sure I'll have other complaints. But this is a complaint <laughs> I had about this book is mm-hmm. that I felt that this was very inauthentic. Um, mm. This child is not a theater kid. There's, there's, she was not delighted by not the culture weird she's not a theater kid she's simply not weird enough it's just i'm like i don't believe she you, was too this cool wanted to go to theater camp like what are you
1: talking For about high school theater girl <laughs> yeah absolutely not absolutely where was it where was her strange hobby or a collection of like steampunk coats or something yeah, like where like where was
0: plushie that she carried around every day and refused to like put
1: down or absolutely where where were the where were the Shakespeare monolog she was pretending to memorize like where was the sexuality crisis like absolutely come on. no Isla <laughs> was very, uh, sh- like confident in herself and like just extremely cool girl vibes from cheer Ezell. camp
0: cheer camp she should have been going to cheer camp she should have been
1: going to cheer camp mm-hmm mm-hmm <laughs> I would have even believed like uh like a a science, a scientific minded Mm, person because she was very much like, I don't like all of this, like Nawa tradition and stuff that she's learning about while she's there. She's like, I don't care. I don't believe it. It doesn't
0: matter. It doesn't matter to me. It's
1: all old fashioned stuff. Um, but Luna, on the other hand, the younger daughter, she's like, she's absolutely enamored with Mexico. Like she has been in her spare time working to improve her Spanish. She has been conversing with the locals. She's been like learning about the traditions and stuff. She fucking loves it. Um, this and is a theater kid. She is the theater kid. And Carmen is um very much has has this uh, this anxiety of something happening to her daughters because and and she she grapples with this. She's like I've been in America too long because the country that I grew up in I feel like is no longer safe and she's seeing all of these like um, posters and stuff like for basically like women have gone missing and, and presumed trafficked or kidnapped or murdered or something. And she just has this stress throughout the entire book that something terrible is going to happen to her daughters. Something terrible does happen, but it is not, uh, you know, something that could, that she could have prevented. I don't think, um,
0: I mean, she might've been able to prevent it
1: through she like, was more religious, just a
0: whole different series of mm-hmm. life choices, I guess. But, if she'd
1: prayed over it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, basically the only, the only person that is on good friendly terms with Carmen and her family while they're here, uh, is a, uh, is a priest named Father Verone, who is the head of the Abbey. Um, and he is a very kind of mild mannered older man who doesn't really want to get super involved in the tension coming between Carmen and the, uh, the, the, the construct, the contractors, uh, and so he's, he's there as, he's, he's like a friend, he's a good friend to them, and she, she kind of later points in the book, kind of, you know, pours out all of her concerns to him, uh, but kind of ineffective in, in conflict Mm -hmm. management. (laughs) Yeah, and in other things, and in other things, also, yeah, like getting to an exorcism, yeah, it wasn't very effective at that, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was more America's gun culture's fault than anything else.
0: Well, and ghosts. <laughs> I think there was a little there was column, some a little ghost work there. On that one. There was a little some bit of ghost light work ghost, there, work. ghost work and gun work
1: the same time you read it and you're like, yeah, that that does track yeah, it does track does that track was that was natural, I guess so like yeah. a that was as realistic of the death as she could have made that yeah. um anyway <laughs> so so we also have uh, these two characters, Qualti and Yoltsi and they are of Nawa blood uh, they um they are indigenous and they um quality is he works as a carpenter on uh the construction site in the abbey that's how he meets carmen uh and they are both kind of more they get into like a philosophical discussion and whatever you'll see sees ghosts um mm. that's her whole thing she she works at city hall and she has always had this connection to the afterlife where she can see those who have passed on she sees them just out walking around and she's like i know that they can't do anything to us um but I can see them. And also, like, she can have... Th- this power gives her, like, insights into people. And she can kind of, like, learn things about them or know about their emotional state. Like, she she just has this kind of um, ghosts supernatural...
0: The ghost be like, hmm.
1: Yeah. This guy? This guy, his mom's got cancer. He's scared right now. Yeah. Yeah, that,
0: that but- later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that, like, I think it gets amped up at that point. I'm not
1: sure. Is she just always that good with ghosts i think i think the whole 52 years thing amplified her powers it felt like mm, to me but sure i could just be reading into that um
0: and that makes as much sense as anything else with ghosts yeah I yeah
1: i mean it's a par- it's supernatural sort of thing so yeah i feel mm. like
0: that's always the thing with like supernatural stories or whatever where it's kind of like as long as it's it makes enough sense i don't need it all spelled out for me yeah, but you know, some spelling <laughs> would be good.
1: Some spelling would be nice. It's <laughs> <This is laughs> not like,
0: all a reference to the fact that neither of us knew how to say or spell most of the names in the book. Because yeah, we yeah, we're listening to it.
1: <laughs> Audiobooks, man. Uh, it really was it was because of like this book came out this year, so just like Libby was yeah. like, "Nah, man, it's gonna be a minute." <laughs> Yep, yep, you're not yep. gonna get this book for a while and then hoopla only had the audiobook which i mean you know
0: meanwhile i've somehow ended up with four different copies of the christmas
1: secret so hilarious that's yeah. fine <laughs> so necessary too um so the, the luna starts talking about seeing an old woman outside of their home kind of like what she thinks is like waving at them and stuff uh and carmen is like that's weird i don't like it you know i don't i don't i don't want to have i don't don't let the old lady into the house um but she does never come let the old lady into the house never let the old lady in the house that's just a could be a you mom you that's when you know you're in a horror novel um, or snow white or or if you're snow white <laughs> yes especially if she's got an apple oh my god oh man oh man so um yeah, Carmen comes home from work one day, and the front door is, like, wide open, and the girls are like, no, it was supposed to be locked, because Carmen is like, the door must be locked, like, dead bolted when I leave the house. Like, do not leave the door unlocked. You don't know what's going to happen. Like I said, she's very, like, ang- anxious about what could happen to her daughters when she's not around, but she has to go to work, so what is she going to do? Um, But she comes home, and the door is wide open. The girls are like, we didn't open it. We didn't open it. And then she finds a strange jade bracelet uh in the house um and no one can explain how it got there it this is an airbnb she's like i know this wasn't here when we moved into the airbnb um where is it from the girls have no answer she has no answer the mystery of the jade bracelet by nancy drew or whatever this
0: is another reason one of many i would never survive in a horror movie novel situation because if i found a jade bracelet i'd be like probably lost that a while ago i guess it's mine Yeah. Don't remember. Yeah, I, I get I'm just gonna wear it, this now. It's wear my, it always. It's. Beautiful. I have Fine. good taste. I didn't know I, I bought this. I have great taste. Myself. I'm so smart and good. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: Luna then a loves to eat me. <laughs> Luna wants this bracelet for herself and Carmen's like, "I don't know. It feels weird. Let me get some answers about this." Uh she goes to Qualty, who she's like, "Hey, I've heard this bracelet was like uh, Nawa make. Can you tell me more about it?" He's like, "Uh, I don't know. Let me check with some people. Meanwhile, Yoltsi has like seen Carmen and her daughters in the market and stuff and has had some sort of ghostly premonition about something absolutely terrible happening to luna so she looks at luna and she's like this girl is so wide open and receptive to experiences and other cultures that these spirits are going to go into her body and take advantage of that that's why you have to hate your own culture you have to hate all cultures (laughs) all cultures (laughs) just be on youtube kid what are you doing (laughs) uh but so she, uh, as the, under the guise of someone who works at the City Hall, goes to Carmen and is like, we need you to sign these papers again. Also, by the way, something awful is going to happen to your girls. Carmen is like, I, I know we submitted these papers already. What the fuck are you threatening my daughters in order to, like get more money out of us like we've paid you enough money what do, what are you trying to do and Yolte's like no no you misunderstand me like literally something terrible like a spiritual sort of thing is going to happen to your daughters Carmen again is like stop threatening my daughters I'm going to call the police uh and Yolte does eventually leave uh, uh but, but she's also like well I'm a friend of Qualty's please trust me she's like no get out of here so she leaves Carmen then goes to Qualti and she's like your friends are fucking weird. Your friends are weirdo. Your friends are fucking weirdo. he's His like no, a real theater kid. Qualti <laughs> didn't mean it. She sees ghosts and she's oh, like oh, that's okay. Excuse that's okay, me. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't really I don't want to get into all these Nawa traditions. Please just tell her to stay away from me and my family. And he's like, well, I hate to tell you but she's the one that's going to know a lot about this bracelet. And then Carmen's like, fine, you can both come over for dinner one night. <laughs> so they go over for dinner and uh, Yoltsi is very, like, apologetic. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that this happened. And... Um, uh, Get l- ghosts, man. have you heard about the ghost your daughter she's very receptive to all experiences and the ghosts are going to take advantage of that and corrupt her carmen is like thank you for coming and bringing me this information and telling me more about uh you know ghosts and shit but i, I we're gonna go back to america at the end of the summer i just don't i don't believe in all of this sorry i respect like, your beliefs but they're silly <laughs> yeah basically she was like i respect your <laughs> beliefs but i put in i just don't though <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Colty and, and Yoltsi leave and they're kind of like, Yoltsi especially feels very defeated because she's like, she feels some sort of personal quest to help Luna, uh, and feels like this is her responsibility to help Luna in some way, probably because of ghosts. Um, probably. Yeah. Cause it kind of, as it turns out at the end of the book, like she's, she's channeling some other Nawa ancestors that are like, stop the dead from coming to life, you know? Gotta stop that apocalypse. Gotta stop that apocalypse, man. It's dangerous stuff. Um, so the next big thing that happens is that one day, uh, Carmen is at work and the girls go to visit her at work. Uh, and when Carmen goes outside to wait for them, cause it's like a short walk from the Airbnb to the work site. Uh, when she goes, she goes outside to wait for the girls, um, and she can't see them coming up this hill. Like it should be very obvious. She should see them on their way, but she doesn't see them. So she tries calling them, isn't getting an answer, isn't getting an answer. And then suddenly like she's kind of transported to some spooky ghost plane, And on the ghost plate is the old lady who has been waving at Luna, who she thinks has been waving at Luna. And she sees her and she's like, what is happening to me? What is happening to me? Um, I can't. Does something else significant happen in the scene? I can't remember if the old lady says or does anything to her, but she's she's really fucking spooked. She's spooked out of her mind, and then she comes back to the quote unquote real world, and her girls are walking up the hill, and she's like, "Where have you been?" And they're like, "Oh, we just have to double back because Luna forgot her, uh, sketchbook, uh, MBD." Um. They they spend the day at work with Carmen, while at work. There is an accident where the scaffolding uh, breaks. Someone is hurt. Someone breaks their leg, I think. Like, there's, like, you know, just on-site OSHA violations, probably. Can't be
0: breaking your leg at work. You got to save that for the stage. (laughs)
1: Isel would not have gotten or made that joke. No, because she's a theater not a theater kid. kid. <laughs> not a theater kid. <laughs> um and Carmen immediately knows, like, oh this is like This is ghosts.
0: It's ghosts.
1: Well, first of all, this is ghosts. Ghosts are doing this to me personally. Ghosts are ruining my career at the architecture firm. They're they're gonna they're not gonna trust me ever again. This is the end of my career because someone got hurt on my watch, and even though it wasn't my fault, she believes the foreman like sabotage the worksite, which is like putting a lot. It, it was obviously the ghost. but uh, like we never ghost. get any resolution from this. Really, she's just like that yeah. fucking foreman. He set me up so that one of his workers would break their leg. Like, I don't think so. I don't think he don't, had that in him. But I
0: don't know that that was what happened, but it it's was just to be kind what of you a feel. Ghost. I know that you believe that, but that's silly. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like, that might be your beliefs. And I respect you have that I belief, Carmen, but, belief, but I do silly. not believe in it myself.
0: Yeah. You ever been so mad at a woman that you break your
1: coworker's leg? <laughs> that you leg? break your coworker's leg in order to get her to lose her job because you just cannot take orders from a woman? Yeah, we've all been there. We've all been there. We've all been there. Women. Women, right? Not even once? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 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 so. So it when after the like in the aftermath of this accident, once all the uh, dust and scaffolding has settled, they discover a secret room in the abbey that contains uh, some Nawa, uh like historical artifacts and also importantly one of the piñatas that we talked about in the beginning of the book. Um, there's a lot of discussion. Uh, Carmen's like we need to report this because these are like historical artifacts and they need to be sent to a museum or a university or Please something belong
0: in a museum
1: <laughs> and everyone else is like no yeah. because that will slow down the building of this hotel and we already have reservations made like this needs to be open on a certain day rich people have already made the reservations they will be very mad at us so she asked father varone who is the one that is in charge of the abbey and he's like yeah block it up but we'll pretend pretend we did not see it and she's like whatever i'm i already know i already know my job here is is been ruined i whatever do what you guys want she leaves a little bit miffed uh but not before noticing that her daughter luna is missing and she's like isel where is luna you were supposed to be watching your younger sister you have to be a big sister this is a big theme of the book about how you are not a very good big sister to her um parentification Yep, yep, parentification of the oldest daughter. Uh, Izelle's <laughs> like, Sorry, mom. Like, I just looked away for a second and she disappeared. Turns out Luna was inside of that secret room and she brought and something. They wall out her, with her up,
0: they yeah. wall her up in there.
1: They wall her up and she's gone forever.
0: And then a completely
1: unrelated ghost. Yeah, then a second ghost comes. A second ghost appears, and, and it's more of like a trad- <laughs> It's more of like a Catholic ghost. Yeah, like it, yeah. real takes a huge turn. Uh, <laughs> but they, yeah, the Luna Luna brings out the piñata with her in secret. No one knows, but we do because we get her point of view about it. Um, and so sneaky she brings sneaky it home, readers, sneaky, sneaky. They all go back to America. With the piñata in tow. Um, immediately, in the second half of the book, Luna's um, entire personality has changed. And uh, Carmen kind of writes this off as like she's going through her angsty, tw- ang- angsty tween phase. She's going through, you know, she's growing up. She's becoming a Puberty. woman. She gets her first period, or so we think. I'm I, confused Still about unclear. that scene. Still unclear. Um, so she's like, and, and she thinks that, like, Luna has been very... Uh, traumatized by this like she loved being in mexico she doesn't want to leave mexico and so now she's taking it out on everybody right so maybe not traumatized but like she's like upset she's upset in that 11 year old way of like mother how could you let this happen to me um to in carmen's eyes they settle back in carmen's having a not a hard time at work but it's definitely been like demoted kind of and is kind of waiting to see if the board will decide to keep her on or not uh is, a, is the vibe she's getting luna and Izel eventually go back off to school and it turns out that Luna is being bullied at school. Uh, she is kind of the target. I think this is like a junior high and high school. Like, it's a lot of grades in one building. Yeah. Cause Luna cause, and Izelle go to the same school.
0: Because there's some, like, reference later to when they're trying to, like, be not mean when they're trying to talk back to the bullies or whatever and they're like well i would be more worried about being 30 and still in high school like yeah because that one boy got held back yeah yeah
1: yeah it's like okay yeah so it's a bunch of like people ezel's age bullying 11 year old luna and it's important here to note because i didn't say this earlier but luna and ezel have two different skin colors ezel is has a lighter skin tone and luna's is darker and so she is getting bullied by kids who are super into white supremacy and they don't believe that she and izella are related because of the difference in their skin tones question yes
0: this book takes place like this part takes
1: place where in the u.s upstate new york is the vibe i was getting so like probably super conservative Okay, because I was just like... Because they lived in New York City and had to move out of the city. I don't know how far upstate they went, but I think upstate enough to call it upstate because they're not in the city.
0: Like, I feel like I remember something about some comment about not a lot of, like, other uh, Hispanic Hispanic folks in their area, maybe. But I'm just Mm. trying to figure out where they would live, where these bullies would have the time to bully an 11-year-old. Like did they just start with the 11 year old or like you could surely there are other like people of color at that school mm. did they did they like 11's a weird age to go for were they like well we're not gonna bully anyone who can't our bully age. anyone our
1: age because well, they will beat us up but this child but okay so
0: let's go down to like 17 nope still yeah. no okay 16 no <laughs> one 15, of the newbies no. one of the like
1: that's the brand really. new seventh grader really
0: had to stretch there to get to the 11 year old is all i'm saying they weren't very you know?
1: intelligent people
0: um well i would say most people who are into white supremacy generally aren't
1: yeah yeah generally
0: true. i think i can take that stance
1: unless you're an author who romanticizes the Ku Klux Klan and writes a romance novel No, I think you're still it. pretty unintelligent if you're doing that, yeah. actually. No, she, she like, in the book, she was like, oh, they're actually super smart, and that's why people never expect the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, you're Klan. saying, you're like, saying that... She romanticized it, unless, them in the book,
0: yeah. Unless you are an author doing that. I thought you meant, yeah. like, only that would be an intelligent white supremacist. No, there is like, no, inte- no... Yeah,
1: no, no, no. no that is not what I... I'm not giving gotcha, any passes gotcha, here. Gotcha. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> well, i thought maybe she said something about her she's very smart or something and then yeah. absolutely not no anyway. <laughs> so then uh yeah she um luna also has issues with a teacher like she's just kind of really checked out in class like her her new school none of her the teachers
0: with the teacher the teacher is like let's learn about colonialism
1: let's learn about the aztec empire And And she's like, shut the fuck up. I've lived to (laughs) be the Nawa people is. Yeah. She's like, you don't know the history of the Nawa. Um, Yeah. She gets into a fight with her teacher and her teacher escorts her from class. And uh, because I mean, rightfully so. She was like, if you're not going to teach us correctly about this culture, why are you teaching at all? Uh, and, and the, the white teacher is just like, doesn't know what to do with this child. Uh, and so escorts are out of the class and they, they have this weird moment outside of the class where she tries to talk to Luna and she's like, why are you acting this way? Um, as if that's a, you know, whatever, whatever. I get what was happening here. It still pissed me off, even though I knew it was done to effect. But anyway, um, <laughs> um. And Luna kind of, the spirits take over her body and, uh, the, the teacher kind of gets hypnotized by Luna, the spirit's eyes. And, uh, then she, uh, she doesn't know what she's doing. And when she kind of snaps back to reality, Luna is like screaming and tugging on her arm. And this teacher has left like a humongous bruise on Luna's arm because she's been grabbing her so tightly. So guess what? That teacher is in really big trouble now. So Luna, uh luna is we see we get like this pov of her where she like describes like wanting to reach out and talk to people and explain to them like i don't want to do this but it is it is basically understood at this point luna has very little control over what she is doing over her what her body is doing and she's kind of just like a passenger along for the ride in these moments um so bad news bears for luna but the, the her other families izel and carmen are like is something weird happening with luna uh do you like they they are both like they don't want to say it to each other so they just have these like internal thoughts separately from each other of like is luna being possessed by something <laughs> like, like they have no other real explanation for this but like what you see was saying now kind of like mm, is it that is it that <laughs> Is Luna maybe a ghost? Maybe a ghost. Um, it all kind of comes to well, and then Grandma gets pushed down the stairs. I did forget to say that.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I think that happened before. That also it like didn't really have that much to do. Yeah, like I think it was just kind of like to get the grandma out of the way, essentially. Yeah,
1: because grandma, grandma like looked at Luna and she's like, "I know you're not my Luna in there." And then she was spiritually pushed down the stairs to make it look like she tripped and she almost died but Carmen came home just in time so anyway grandma is out she's at the hospital she's in a coma these weird butterfly masses keep showing up around town uh but not everyone can see them Sometimes a bunch of people can see them and are affected by them, but sometimes it's like only Carmen and Luna can see them. And Luna tells her mom like you have to not be scared. Don't believe in them because they're like feeding off of your fear and they'll go away when you're not scared anymore of them or and something. That's some classic ghost shit. Classic you know? if ghost you shit.
0: Don't so, believe the ghost is there, then mm-hmm. ghost isn't there. Yeah. There you go. There you go.
1: There you go. Uh, There's a scene with the butterflies where uh, Izel has kind of been talking to Josh about like... uh, uh, there's weird stuff going on in my house. And like, I don't know, like maybe my sister's being possessed by some sort of spirit from when we were in Mexico. Like she has been very open to him about the things that are happening. And Josh, God love him. He's like, good boy. He's a good boy. He's there to help. He's like, just tell me what you need. I'll come pick you up and take you to McDonald's. And we just to get you out of your house. Like I will, I will throw punches when the bullies are making fun of your sister. Like I am here to stay. Josh was a good boy. Josh was a great boy. Josh was a great boyfriend, and I did appreciate Josh. Um, Also not a theater kid. Not a theater kid. No, no. He was more like a band kid, I think, is Josh's vibe. Josh was very band 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 kid. kid. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he played trumpet. For sure. For sure. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, one day they're kind of out cruising around. They go to McDonald's, and they see this huge mass of butterflies. And... Um, Ezel has, I think, witnessed this phenomena before and knows, like, this is kind of bad news bears, but Josh is, like, enthralled. He's like, look at the butterflies. Like, butterflies don't do that. It's winter. Like, what's going on? Uh, And then the butterflies, like, turn a little bit evil and they infiltrate the McDonald's and they are, like... (laughs) killing the fast food workers there and Josh is like I gotta let me go out I'm gonna pull the car around I'm gonna go into the massive butterflies and pull the car around for you to jump into the car she's like no Josh stay in here with me and he's like I can't I have to be a hero so he goes out to the car he 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 pushes his way through the massive of um butterflies and 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 they they leave scales all over him and and he's like looks like he's covered in soot basically but it's the scales of the butterflies uh also they're toxic so he he pulls up and he's jumps into the car and they and they get going and then he passes out and and they crash the car and he goes to the hospital he's in a coma so two helpers in the comas dang damn the bullies falling like dominoes falling like dominoes the bullies also meet their end uh gruesomely gruesomely the first bully the 30 year old bully um he's the one that that was that did not graduate on time he uh is tricked into entering a home that is not his where he is shot and killed by the owner of the home um the one of them uh dies in a house fire uh while he's talking to his friend on discord
0: which I was like, once the 2027 thing happened, I was like, hmm, still using Discord. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, in 2027, Discord's still around. So yes. you know what? Invest in Discord now because the kids, <laughs> and they're also still playing Fortnite, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so he died in a house fire, and the fire was so hot that they never found any bones or anything that his family just thought he ran away after lighting the house on fire. Uh, and and the book even says like they never they never figured it out. They thought for never years had peace. their child was alive. I was like, dang, that sucks. Really hardcore, <laughs> fucking sucks. But hey, they were probably white supremacists too. So, you know, you never know. You never know. Also, he was in like a Discord server that was like no one uses their real names because we don't want people to know what we talk about in here. And I'm like, ew.
0: It was yeah, and it was like a <laughs> meme a meme server. Mm. So it's like yeah, white boys. Talking, because then they said something about like, um, oh, you know, they didn't feel like they were doing anything wrong, but like there was the fear of like college, uh, like applications and their name getting tied to stuff that they had said here. And I'm like, yeah, this is too real.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then another another one dies in the car accident, but I don't remember um, what else happens to him. There was, it was like he's driving his car, and then he's dead. Yeah,
0: and I. Th- think it, like I feel like he loses time or something because he's like he crashes and then it, it goes into like how the moment feels really really long even though it's not and he has like a whole bunch of thoughts mm-hmm. but I can't remember how the ghost because I know in the discord server one like the ghost is like just behind look, him the whole time. Look behind
1: you it's me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: and I, I can't remember where where the ghost was in this one or how the ghost was involved but I'm also saying
1: ghost because that's it's a goddess named Eats, Eats Papalotl, yes, which some people also might know her as the Obsidian Butterfly. I knew that from uh, Laurel K. Hamilton's Anita Blake series. <laughs> sad for me. Very sad. <laughs>
0: Fun fact about Itzpapalotl. Uh, uh-huh. um, her name translates to Obsidian Butterfly. Or possibly Claude Butterfly. Mm, I mean, Claude definitely makes sense. Claude like, makes sense, but also some people have theorized that what they meant by Claude Butterfly was actually a bat.
1: Oh, makes also makes sense, and that she is a bat goddess. So that's that would cool. be fun. But, that would you know, be fun.
0: I think that's just a theory that some like
1: mm-hmm.
0: history, or not history, people, folks who studied the yeah. Um, area have but i like the general the general consensus is it's probably obsidian butterfly mm. and it's probably butterflies but
1: i like for for a horror novel i like that it is butterflies i yeah. have it, it, if it's butterfly or bat for real real i that's not up to me but i i like the image of <laughs> butterflies because it's like something you expect to be you know soft and gentle and then it fucking flays your face so yeah
0: i think also like bats are kind of so specifically associated with one type of horror monster at this point that it's kind of hard. To yeah. Are we doing vampires now? Yeah. 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 yeah, now, yeah for yeah, yeah. sure. Damn. Like vampires does... ruin everything. Vampires
1: really ruin everything. Like,
0: <laughs> even the whole mythology. Yeah.
1: So bad things are happening up here in upstate New York, down in Mexico. Uh, Carmen calls father or father Verone calls Carmen and he's like, hey, sorry about everything that happened here. I should have been a better person. And she's like, yeah, maybe. But let me tell you about this. But thing that's ghosts. happening. also let me tell you about these spirits affecting my daughter. I think what can you tell me about butterflies and goddesses and the and Nahua, uh mythology? Quick, go Verone. And he's like, I will look this up. He goes to a church library and he looks it up and he basically, um, he tells Carmen that like the, uh, the Nama people had two calendars, one for like, just here are the days and another for like religious things. And every 52 years, I think the calendars like coordinated in some way. And that was like a year that people had to, uh like a tone or make amends for you have
0: things. to throw out all of your stuff you have to it's like uh it's the sun is going to explode. yeah you're like
1: warding off bad vibes yeah and not it's, vibes it's... But like take it seriously guys not like me <laughs> take this seriously <laughs> take it's this like, for real girl. it's
0: like there's um a cycle uh there's like in most Mesoamerican mythology there's like this idea of like birth death renewal right mm-hmm. and like the world has died multiple times um, mm-hmm. so every 52 years is like a chance that the world is going to end unless you so for for the group that we refer to as Aztecs uh, they um, believe that every 52 years you had to like do a big clean out in order to mm-hmm. appease Huitzilopochtli who's the Sun god, mm-hmm. um, and also like the uh, like patron god of Tenochtitlan, which is like mm-hmm. where the Aztecs were located. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's what the the 52 year cycle is like. Yeah,
1: and if they didn't, like the world would end, the world
0: will end, right? Because the mm-hmm. sun, because he's got to have enough like sacrifices to be strong enough to keep the sun going, and if you don't sacrifice, then uh, the, the he, he'll be tired and he'll mm-hmm. die and that's it for the sun and that's not gonna be good so then yeah. new new world starting yeah. number six or whatever
1: cycle and 2027 the year that we're in in this book just happens to be a, one a of 52. the 52 year cycles yeah, yeah. so um basically father varone thinks that luna may be being possessed by a uh like an 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 entity from the Aztec pantheon or Nawa pantheon, and is like I think these spirits are trying to come out to end to like cleanse the world of who they think are evil. Entities such as colonizers or people bullying an eleven-year-old child, or their grandma who knows too much. They are—they're trying to cleanse the world in order to save it. And she's like, "What should we do?" And he's like, "I don't know. I'm Catholic. I'll come do an exorcism." And she's like, "Great. Please come to America." He's like, "I will be there. Wait for me." Meanwhile, Yulsi has some sort of like uh, like paranormal, uh, spiritual breakdown in which she can only speak in the Nawa language and she like can't she can't hear or interpret like Spanish or English or anything else and not many people speak this language anymore so she goes to Qualty, and she's like well I gotta go to America and he's like why and she's like I have to save Luna because I, I feel like if I don't go there the world is gonna end I gotta go up there I gotta help them I don't know how I'm going to help them but I know it has to be me that helps them and Qualty's like okay I will help you I will help you because they don't have time nor the means to get a visa to visit the United States. So they're going to have to um, cross the border in a way that is very unsafe. She's like, I have bought a bus ticket. This bus is going to take me to the border. To, that uh, There will be a man waiting there for me and he will take me through a tunnel and I'll be in America. Quality is like, this sounds sketch. Let me go with you to protect you. Uh, they get to the border the guy is there, they pay him their money, and he's like, okay, go through this tunnel and then be quiet, uh, and don't come out on the other side of the tunnel until someone comes to retrieve you. These people come to retrieve them. They actually work for some sort of cartel, and they're like, you have to you have to get your family members in America to pay you a ransom, or else we're going to keep you, and you're going to work off your debt to us, uh, and then we'll let you go and live your life in America. Just like Qualty said would happen. He's like, this wasn't safe. I knew, I knew this would happen, uh, but... Yoltsi uses her her ability to speak with spirits to be like this this man's mom has cancer and she does I a trick can fix it yeah she does a trick that's like I can fix cancer you don't can't trust the, the doctors these days hospitals they don't know what they're talking about let me fix your mom and so the gu- question mm-hmm. do we think
0: and this isn't important even a little bit but do we think um that this was like her powers being like I can just tell that this guy has a mom who has cancer or Mm. was it like a ghost telling her like hey this guy's mom has cancer or was this guy's mom already dead from cancer and her ghost was there going my son is a real shithead let me tell you yeah his mom was like (laughs) listen tell him about my cancer I'm on my
1: deathbed tell him about my cancer trick him he's real we're real close um (laughs) <laughs> but so she she tricks him long and he she so like doesn't fool him. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, but this it is weird. puts him off guard enough that Qualty is able to grab his gun, shoot him, and several other members of this cartel, and then help Yulty escape to a vehicle where they they drive off into the desert. But not before Qualty gets shot. And Dang. guess what? Qualty dies. Qualty does Sad. do a die. Yeah. Uh, Yolti's all on her own now, but she uh, you know, makes her way up to upstate New York. She gets there. That's where she is. Father Verone. He's in New York City, hanging out. He still had a visa from when he went to visit his friend in New York City. He's got a real famous friend, and he visited him, and he still's got that visa. So he's able to get into the country relatively easily. He uh starts seeing ghosts, gets spooked. He like, he's like, oh, I went into this restaurant, uh, but the restaurant was boarded up and it's been closed for years. (laughs) That was kind of (laughs) hokey. He goes into his bedroom. There's a ghost. He starts attacking it. He's throwing shit in the walls and he's screaming, help, 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 help. And he's
0: being like, you can't do shit
1: because I have
0: God on my side. I
1: have God. The power of Christ compels you and me. I don't know. And uh, the police are called. The police break into the room thinking there's some sort of domestic violence situation happening. They see Father Verone and they think he's reaching for a gun. So they shoot him and kill him first. Well, they think he has a knife because the In ghost has a way. knife. The ghost has a knife. There's there's ghost work here at ghost play. Ghost v. gun v. God who wins. Ghost. Ghost. Ghost always wins. Father Verone dies. And Carmen like he she's like waiting for him to arrive she knows what day he's supposed to arrive he doesn't show up so she calls him and she goes to the hotel where he was supposed to be staying and they're like, they like bad news bad news for your friend carmen's upset she doesn't know what God, to i do. hope
0: he wasn't here to do anything important like exercise your daughter yeah
1: that would really suck wouldn't it anyway
0: good luck good with luck whatever you're up to luck. <laughs>
1: He was like reading, like, how to do exorcism on the plane ride over. Like, this man was so out of his depth. He was not ready. He was not ready. I did feel bad that both of these men died. I understand that that Mm. is, you know, that's par for the course for a horror novel. People you like are going to die. Qualty's death really hurt Verone's. I was kind of like, whatever, but still, it just like sucked. Um, Carmen and Yuzel at this point have talked to each other and they're like, it's ghosts. We must do, we must do an exorcism. So they decide they're just going to make one of them up themselves. Like Father Veron had told Carmen enough that she felt like she could kind of wing it. So she was going to build a big pyre and have a fire in the backyard and they were going to throw shit in the fire. Uh, <laughs> and uh, as they're doing this, who shows up to their house but Yoltsi and uh, with Yoltsi's help, she she calls all of her Nawa ancestors to her and the ancestors fight the spirits and the ancestors win. Luna is saved. Everyone's pleased. And then you'll see disappears. Um, I don't know. Like, does she die or does she really do? Does she really meet up with other Nawa people in the end? Like that part was so vague to me. And again, I wasn't like reading it with my eyes. So it was hard for me to mm. figure out what happened there
0: um who was the
1: person they were talking about at the end like she found other nahwa refugees and they handed her a blanket and was that her or was it the spirits i don't know Mm. intentionally vague oh that old woman also shows up at the end uh and and they're like who are you and she's like i was trying to protect luna and they were like you're too late the whole book is done and she goes okay (laughs) <laughs> okay, <bye>. <laughs> goodbye goodbye <laughs> grandma wakes up grandma's healthy josh wakes up josh is fine uh the end i also was like
0: just generally confused with uh-huh. like what was what right like yeah
1: this part of the book was very abstract um yeah because it's like is, is it
0: the because there's like the one ghost who's not like a goddess I don't think that Yaltzi like sees their death or whatever mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and is like I saw what happened to you and blah 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 yes. but then like is she that the same these. as it's Papalotl or is that like a different entity like cuz uh, they they also say something about it being uh, like that it's a se- sitsumime is like what has attached to her which is just Mm. like the general rank of goddesses i think
1: yeah i don't think it's like a specific entity it's kind of just like here are these angry here are angry ancestors and they want revenge um but and their revenge is basically like serves dual purpose right um but yeah, I it, it was it did become it did become very abstract and again without the benefit of going back, I like I could have re-listened, but it's it, it's hard when I'm not looking at words. I'm sorry, my brain the yeah. way it interprets information is, <laughs> unless I'm looking at the words, it's very sketch. Um, but um, I think like she saw she saw this one when, when she has the breakdown that leaves her only able to speak the Nawa language. She um. <laughs> She had a vision of uh of an older woman like being hunted down uh because of her religion and her beliefs and she she was hunted down by the Catholics and then she like curses them mm-hmm. um and some and bad things happen to them and I yeah, I don't know if that was supposed to be it's or if it was like just here is a story and you apply it across yeah, the board. Like, apply as
0: you see fit. Yeah. And I also kind of was like, um, because my interpretation of the whole thing was kind of less that it was like actually Eats Little and more that it was like these ghosts who were taking on the aspects of Eats Papa Little. Yeah. So like,
1: like we were, we were like uh, showing reverence to her by using yeah. the obsidian butterflies kind of Right. Because yeah. I was yeah.
0: like, I don't know. But then like it also kind of seemed like it was. So I, it was. And I mean, like I. I do think it was intentionally vague, you know, but yeah, I'm not. And it really might be sure. more
1: apparent to people who are more familiar with the yeah. this mythology. Yeah. Um, like like we said at the top, we we are not, and that is, you know, a byproduct of our public educations. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's on us to do that research. So perhaps we will go forth and find more information about this and educate ourselves. Yeah. Let's not let other people do the labor for us, I suppose. That's on us. I thought that
0: the um, old woman mm-hmm. was Ketsali. There were so many old women. The old woman, that was like the one that she saw die, uh-huh. right? I thought it was Katsali, who was the little girl from the beginning who ran maybe. away. And then I thought that like maybe the thing with her finding the other Naha at the end was like a... Flashback to Ketzali finding them. That could be. Like, that, ma- does, that makes more sense. Because, like, if of, like this is how woman, she got to this point, right? Like, if the old yeah. woman was like, because that's also. So like, maybe a big it was thing. her the
1: whole time.
0: Maybe it was just the one girl the whole time. Yeah. I'm not sure. So I was like, maybe it's just Ketzali is like all of it, and she's just taking on aspects of Itzapa little it, because it's like how she's Because ex- I think that is like also a thing that happens in a decent number of like ghost type thing. She's an things. avatar of that. Yeah. Entity. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, but maybe it was a goddess, maybe it was multiple yeah. goddesses, maybe it was just ghosts, maybe it was pissed off ghosts. I, I, yeah. It was, it was cool. Yeah, no it was what, cool. But... And it
1: was it was it was kind of like a, you know, apply your own apply your own yeah. theory maybe. Um or or if, you know, maybe you read it and it is more obvious <laughs> When you read the text, maybe we're done. Maybe. That's always a possibility. <laughs> that could be on us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're here for your entertainment. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, that was it for the exorcism unit, I guess. Yeah.
1: Um, it was an interesting one for sure. I. Yeah. We went from some low lows to some some better books. I was very surprised by The Exorcist itself. Mm-hmm. Did not think I would like that book, but I ended up enjoying it. And then this one was... was I, I really like through and through very good. Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know that this will be, I, I don't think it'll be a genre I avoid necessarily, Yeah. but I don't know if it'll be one I seek out because mm. again, I think that the classic <laughs> demon, mm-hmm. um, is very boring to me because of the whole, like, it's just a bad it's just thing pure that, hates, evil. that just likes being bad. Um, yeah, I like, we like motivation sort of for our Yeah. Evils. Yeah. I want, yeah. I want my villains to be, uh, multifaceted absolutely um, but uh yeah overall a successful unit i think
1: yeah we did good with this one
0: way to close out the year yep
1: <laughs> merry um, christmas almost, <laughs> almost next week
0: it will be christmas time again no no um, no and you know how we like to celebrate here. It's by reading so another celebrate? book in the Christmas shoes Is that series. what we're doing?
1: Is celebrating? <laughs> sure.
0: It's <laughs> a rough one. This was a rough one.
1: Oh, um, uh, It is every year. It, you, I, I always forget. <laughs> it is. It's true. Like, you just, it doesn't, it doesn't hit you how bad these books are until you're thick in yeah. one again and you're like, ah, oh, yes. I feel
0: like I always remember, like, the saccharine quality of it, but mm-hmm, I forget mm-hmm. how much, like, boomer moral aesthetic it is, uh, you know? Yeah where it's just yep. like bootstraps 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 yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah we'll be covering that next week uh the week after that uh will be new year's day so we will not be posting an episode goodbye um and enjoy the week after holiday. that enjoy your holiday the week after that it will be warrior yeah, cats meow. meow meow warrior cats warriors dawn of the clans book two thunder rising by Aaron hunter
1: In the meantime, if you have any books or units you'd like for us to read on the podcast, either because you think we'd love them or hate them, you can email us, shelfawarecast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms, so if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Otherwise, otherwise, I don't really want to make a joke about this one. Mm. uh, Otherwise, uh we're gonna we're gonna tell everyone you're in some nasty discord servers even if yeah. it's not true how are you gonna prove it's not man can't sucks. prove a negative yeah exactly <laughs> um if you use spotify or apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review but if you don't that's all right because you can talk about us anywhere on the internet you like in the word of leopoldo goo Algu- i don't know her well enough for that we're friendly, but it's not like we have the kind of rapport that I can say, my childhood friend is w- was watching you and thinks your daughter is under demonic threat. Would you care to meet her?
0: <laughs> Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to a... Fuck, I really was going to say Morph Monday, and that's not it That's at been all. ages. <laughs> well... <laughs>